Follow Justin's 90-day transformation from pudgy to ripped right here each week on Mind Pump. To get Justin's exact phased workout and diet plan, go to mindpumpradio.com and click the big yellow button at the top of the page. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. All right, welcome to Mind Pump. This is the show that puts the testicle in fantastical. <laughs> Does that work? <laughs> no, it no, work, I mean... You can't say that. Well, no, it almost did. It's not, oh, fantastical gonna, is different than fantastical. I was going to take it in like rainbows and unicorn land, and then you just you compared it to testicles. Jesus. Weird. What is wrong with me? All right. We're, we're still going. I don't give a shit. Uh, you're listening to Sal Stefano, Justin Andrews. You thought I was going to say your name. Oh, I said Adam Schaefer. I was so oh. ready right there. I was like, wait a minute. You threw me Ooh. off. You went me, then him. It did. I did. Okay. All right. That's a new thing now. And, yep. So the, we got the three wah, amigos. Wah, Put you wah. at the end, you he son did. of a he bitch. Just, <laughs> yeah, but they'll remember me now. Uh, Listen, in the uh, middle, they oh, remember, oh, oh, they remember is that how it is. They remember Sal because he intros. They forget about me because I'm in the middle, and then they remember you, dude. Oh, okay, yeah. but now, okay. but now you're in the middle. Oh, oh okay. what's it like? I'm, I'm like the meat. Like, what's like, it like to be between Sal and I? Well, you know what? That, that makes sense though, because you're like the meat. Just say, yeah. we're the buns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> this is this is horrible, dude. Where Can we, we get to work here? Can we please get to yeah, work? Yeah, let's get to work. All right, let's do a Q and A. People are gonna this. think we don't take this shit seriously. Let's do another Q and A. No, let's get real serious right now. Serious, serious. We're gonna be real, really serial at the moment here. Serial. Uh, I'm hungry. Yeah. All right, so Q and A. Everybody loves some Q and A. So we're gonna start with uh, the first question is from Saboob. 2032. What was that extra emphasis there? S-A-B-B-O-U-D 2032. He asks about, now he just got surgery for a femoral hernia. Um, So for those of you that don't know what that is, so that's a hernia. That's a hernia. Uh, It's where your your insides or your intestine kind of come out towards where your groin is. Pushes its way down. Pushes its way down. So something something tore there and allowed the, the... intestines to push through so you have to get that uh operated on you have to have surgery right sometimes they could sew it together sometimes they put gore-tex to kind of block that uh that area what's the healing uh, time typically well with the hernia for lifting weights can be a while now yeah. doctors will say between four to six months now i have found with if you train properly you can get into the gym much sooner and many times the recommendations that they give you are on the cautious side for sure. Super cautious, you know. They're like, don't lift anything over twenty pounds, you know. For the oh, next they don't want, yeah, they don't want you to lift like barely anything, like five pounds. Right, they get ridiculous with right. it. Right, and his question is, how is he going to get back into the groove after he's cleared for exercise? Mm-hmm. So I would say this, um, short of recommending that you work with a professional, because it, it will be some of the best money you invested in is if you hire a trainer, yes, who fully understands correctional exercise, a good one. Yes, the, I, I alluded to that too. On, Did on you say the that on thread. the side? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so if hire a trainer that fully understands correctional exercise, because that's what you're going to want to focus on before you get into what you were doing before. Otherwise. Um, if they repair the hernia, that area may be stronger. However, the area surrounding it may be weaker uh, now because of either scar tissue or because of the way they might attach the the you know whatever material they use to close that area up. So you can uh, cause another hernia in a different area if you don't strengthen um, and correct you know basically do correctional exercise to prevent that in the future. So um, you're going to have issues with core stability, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're not you, right now, you can't brace your core. 
Because um, every time you brace your core, you kind of push a little bit, which is what you don't want to do when you just got hernia surgery. Probably right. really painful. Um, a good exercise for that um, to start with is um, you know exercises where you brace yourself, maybe like a modified plank. Um, instead of doing it off your toes, maybe doing it off your knees or having your elbows up on a bench. Yeah, on a bench. It usually helps when you elevate your body a bit. Yeah, take yep. some of the pressure off. Um, floor bridges, huh? Yeah, floor bridges. Floor bridges, for sure. Um, yeah, get some mm-hmm. hip extension. I would say even um, just exercises where you're stabilizing your core um, while you're doing a really light curl or, or let's say you're doing a standing chest press with the cables and you have to brace your core. Um, you're using very, very little weight. Uh, you are working the chest and shoulders. It's not a muscle. It's not a huge mass builder, um, but it is going to uh, cha- re- it's going to retrain your muscle recruitment patterns. Because what happens after mm-hmm. an injury is your recruitment patterns change. So I'm going to use I'm going to give an example. I'm going to go away from the hernia because that's a little more complicated. But I'll I'll I'll, I'll use a, um, an example that most people can understand. So let's say I tore my bicep. Okay, um, and I but I still need to use my arm to lift things. Why don't you use like a knee since? Very few people have torn their body. A lot of people have blown a knee out, or how about shoulder or knee? Can I get yeah, one of those two? Yeah. So okay, let's say let's say you hurt your knee. I'm just sticking up for like at least ten thousand people that have never fucking tore a bicep, but they sure. guarantee they've blown a knee or sure. someone's blown. Okay, a knee so out. let's say you hurt your knee, um, and now but you're you're healing and you can walk now, but the knee is still you know healing. You're going to use more ankle flexion. You're going to use more hip extension to propel yourself um, because right. your knee is not as strong as it used to be. And what happens is it, it teaches your body a brand new muscle recruitment pattern, and then it gets used to that recruitment pattern. So then later, when your knee is 100%, if you don't... You have to relearn. You have to train to the new... properly re- activate Exactly. It. Otherwise, you'll go back to doing your exercises, and now you've got this different recruitment pattern. And so a lot of correctional exercise is correcting, um, is, is changing those recruitment patterns to bring them back to where they're favorable again. So you're going to have to spend, depending on your how bad the injury was or how good you feel... Between, I would say, four to maybe even longer, maybe up to eight weeks of, of pure correctional exercise right. before you gradually move yourself up into harder exercise. Yeah, this isn't something you're just going to jump right in and get back to squat and deadlift. And I, I think you no. mentioned like hit cardio and stuff like that. Like if you don't address these things in, in, in these little minute, you know, correctional exercises and really like dive into that, you know, you're going to experience more problems down the road and that's this is just going to be a continuing pattern for you so it's really important that you know you get in a different mindset towards uh you know the longevity of your program as opposed to uh just getting back into uh how you you want to get in shape and and you know look better mm-hmm. um a couple things one because uh, sal was talking about uh you know neurologically and favorable and i, I kind of want to dumb it down a little bit just to so it makes sense the average person uh, we all get it of course but that may not make that much sense to somebody. So like Sal said, your knee's blown on your left side. That knee's all bad, whether you, it's been casted or torn ACL, MCL, whatever's going on with it to where you pretty much couldn't you know, walk on it and utilize it. So what happens is our, our muscle atrophies, part of what plays a role in your, your muscle atrophying is your body stops sending that signal like Sal was talking about. So let's just use hypothetical numbers because this is how I explain this to somebody. Is Let's just pretend that your body uh, sends 100 neurons per uh, per minute to to that those muscles normally when they're fine you know, have no injury and you're walking around 
to activate your your legs, whether it be a squat, a leg press, whatever. The number is a hundred. Yeah, let's just say for hypothetical reasons, your 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 brain or your body demands a hundred neurons to fire that. Just like if you looked at your hand right now and you wiggled your fingers, okay, that doesn't just magically happen. Neurons are getting fired and it's signaling and telling your body it needs to contract little tiny muscles inside your hands to move. Same thing works with like this leg. Now, when you get an injury, what happens is let's say it goes from a hundred neurons per minute and it drops all the way down to something crazy like 25 because now the, the the body is rarely ever having to send a signal that way and that becomes more important is retraining the brain to send the signal than even lifting a heavy weight which is what sal was saying so i'm just reiterating what he's saying is that you you you, you should focus more on the stabilizing with that the corrective exercises that are going to strengthen it and and that is that you're doing work even if you don't feel like it because you're not squatting or pushing all this heavy weight or whatever it is or back to your normal self you're making serious progress just by teaching your your body to, to or your brain to have to fire more neurons back over there the second thing is that neither neither one of us touched on or neither one of you guys touched on yet but i think after what the three of us have recently found uh not only by studying but also uh, applying to our own Inclusion. programs. Yes. yes. BFR point. would definitely be something. If you were a client of mine that I, I just now started, um, I feel confident enough uh, to implement this into a rehab program. I would actually incorporate BFR training. Yeah, which is super for hernia, but yeah, the knees well, for, for this, sure. For this, yeah, for the hernia, I would say no, but like you, you for yeah. the example you're giving with the knee. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I should. Sorry, I should have cleared cleared that up. Right. So somebody somebody with an extremity that's that uh, they've had an injury like the knee, the shoulder, things yes, like that. Absolutely. This BFR is definitely something that I would try and incorporate for sure and help speed up that. Well, it's just because you know you can train at a really low volume and get yes. maximal result out of it that way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, let's look at this next question here. Um, let's see. The next question is from Chris J. Keith. Um, and the question is, is there a difference between uh, proteins, like between whey protein, hemp protein, soy, casein, you know, all the different proteins that we that we see advertised in the magazines and online. Mm-hmm. Um, is, are they different? Of course they are. They're all from different yes. foods. Um, every one of them is going to tell you that they're all good for you. <laughs> well, the best yeah, one. They're, they're all going to be They're going to have pitch. their own camp established that, you know, and they're going to back, you know, supporting studies. And yeah. This is why this is a very good question, though, because I'm yeah. sure this is why he's asking it, because you can pick up one magazine. And it's uh, and just remember what the magazine is. If it's you know vegans daily, <laughs> they're going to be talking hmm. shit about whey protein. Yeah, I was going to say, talking, are they going to even mention whey? Yeah, in that one? you know, and they're going to be they're going to be hyping up their soy and everything like that. So keep in mind where you're where you're hearing this. And of course, uh, our job on Mind Pump is is always to kind of put all the information out there, and keep everything you, in perspective. Yeah. So where where you're reading the either the study or the information that gives you, keep in mind of uh, where where it's coming from because they they all um, there's great things about all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and so typically for me with with clients, it's it's normally a preference thing. So obviously, if I have someone that's uh, allergic to dairy, I'm going to send one one way. If I have someone who is a vegan, they're going to go one way. If I have somebody who none, they're not allergic to anything, nothing bothers them, I'm going to send them this way. So, uh, and everybody, I mean, and like I kind of mentioned uh, in a response back to me, like everybody's biochemically diverse. Like they're you know somebody's going to respond a little bit differently to a different type of protein too. So they might like have a better uh, absorption. Like like they're going to react their stomachs react you know differently to different proteins right and you know i I, i'm sure you've probably read or heard that some proteins are better because they absorb faster than other proteins and yes if you take whey protein by itself isolate it's going to you're going to reach a peak amino acid level faster than if you have casein 
So what they've done with this is they, they've now said, okay, whey is for post-workout and then also buy our casein <laughs> yeah, so yeah. you can have it at night yeah. so that it's trickling right. in your bloodstream. It's slow absorption rate. Okay. You're splitting so many hairs here that I can't even, I can't even, my, my brain wants to blow out of my face. Um, for, <laughs> they're all, they're all going to be fine. Look, Mind pump. Look, a protein is a complete protein because it has all the amino acids necessary to be complete protein. Some proteins have a limiting amino acid. So what that basically means is um, if there's a low amount of one amino acid, then all of the amino acids are useful up until you get to that limiting point. Limiting point. Um, so some proteins they'll say are um, inferior. For example, you'll hear people saying collagen hydrolysate is inferior, which is still false because something like collagen hydrolysate, which is the protein from, you know, like... All the like basically from uh, cartilage organs, you know, uh, it's you they used to be what they would throw away or what they used to make cheap protein powders with. Um, those have health benefits, it's good for your joints, it's good for your skin, it's good for your hair, it's good for your gut. Um, whey protein, very high in in the branch chain amino acids, uh, also high in glutamine or glutamine peptides. So, that's a good amino, a good protein for gut health, it's also a good protein for recovery. Um, soy protein, um, it's higher in arginine. We all know arginine helps with blood flow, right? Um, but really, I mean, if it's a complete protein, go for it. Look, I don't take the protein powder I take is uh, vegan um, because I'm allergic to, or not allergic, but I have an intolerance to dairy. So I can't have anything with dairy in it. There you go. Um, I don't have soy because it kind of bothers me also. Sometimes I have hemp, um, and other times I have one that's kind of a blend of different proteins and did I notice a difference when I switched yeah I felt better because I'm not I don't have an intolerance to, right, to, right. to, to, to vegetable protein didn't reject there's, there's a couple of things I normally tell a client is there's a couple of things I tell you to pay attention to one uh, look at the actual amount of grams of protein you're getting because that, that's the other big significant difference really between them is your way is typically going to probably be the highest per serving typically concentrated yeah concentrated you know. the most concentrated is going to be your way so you're going to get you know, uh, 24 anywhere or anywhere between 20 to about 30 grams of protein per serving size. Uh, soy is typically almost almost 50 percent. I'd say less than that, maybe 40, 50 percent less mm-hmm. than that. If you guys back me up on that number, I think so. Uh, hemp, uh, I believe, comes in is is similar to soy with that, and then uh, casein is normally close to the way. But like Sal said, you're splitting hairs when you're talking about the difference of slow timing versus fast timing. It just cracks me up when. You know, you, there's no reason for you to have two big ass jugs on your refrigerator, mm-hmm. both of two different types of proteins. It's just, it's silly to even to even go that. The next thing that I tell clients to look for is, um, you'll get more, uh, more, more important uh, or more benefits, I should say, uh, by picking a company that's reputable and that regulates their their supplements versus trying to save money and try all. Right, these it's about things. the quality of yes. it, and like really, and, and a lot of times you got to pay for quality. You do. So I mean, that's that's something to consider because everybody's kind of looking for the deal. But you know, if if you're really that detailed about what kind of protein you're going to take, you know, you're gonna you're gonna want to look for something maybe that's a little bit higher well, price let, point. Let's, let's be clear: um, most of your protein should come from food. Period. Well, yeah. yeah the, the, the benefit of protein powders are a: if you can't get enough from food, which is rare, mm-hmm. most people can get enough protein from food. Or b: um, it's super convenient post workout. It's you know you don't necessarily bring want to bring a steak with you to the gym or you know chicken breast, right. so you have your protein powder. Um, that being said, uh, you know we talk a lot about natural foods and, and and how they're better than processed foods. Protein powder is about as processed as it gets. Yeah. That is food processed to shit yeah. and turned into a powder. Yeah. Yes. So look at things like um, artificial sweeteners. Um, I guarantee you, uh, nine out of ten of you that are listening right now, go grab your protein powder, look at the back. I guarantee you it's sweetened with either sucralose or aspartame. 
Um, right, because otherwise it's just going to taste like chalk. Right. Um, so look at that. And, you, and you know, I know people are going to say, oh, those things don't are, are not that bad for you. Well, if you have a think about how often you take a protein powder. If you take it every single day for years, do you really want to be taking sucralose and aspartame every single day for years? No, you mm-hmm. don't. Um, look at uh, is it organic? Um, you know, non-organic um, foods tend to have different uh, uh, residues on them, including glyphosate residues, which are what they spray all over GMO uh, foods. Um, so if you have soy protein, for example, get organic non-GMO soy. Otherwise, you're going to have these, these small, a uh, little bit of glyphosate residues. Again, if you have it once, not a big deal. If you have it every single day, once or twice a day, can affect, it's gonna uh, it, can, it can affect your body. Um, I've, I recommend whey protein to people who can have dairy, and I recommend that they get it from grass-fed, organic mm-hmm. um, cows, and that is a very good quality, healthy. And protein. usually, and, and you're going to find a lot of them from like New Zealand, right? Because they have they have a lot of um, programs for. Well, aren't they? They're, they're pretty much all grass-fed. I believe a lot of them do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I believe they have a huge market there. Yeah, that's the, that's where I get a lot of my protein for that kind from. of stuff. Yeah, I I, I take a, a pretty much a, like I said a vegan one. It's uh, sweetened with. Uh, stevia it's got some probiotics in it so mm, it's, it's mm-hmm. relatively healthy but you know how much i take every day i might take a scoop in the morning which is 16 grams and i might take and i take a scoop post-workout which is another 16 grams so i'm having a grand total every day of about 30 grams of protein powder which wow. i know guys that 100 grams of their protein or 150 uh, yeah. grams of protein comes from protein powder i i don't even that's do that. crazy i don't even do that yesterday i had no no protein uh, from a shake or bar or anything like that. It's for me. It's always my goal to get it from food. Mm-hmm. I look at mm-hmm. it as an absolute. The only time you'll probably catch me doing that one if I'm uh, seriously on the bulk and like uh, and I'm trying to time my protein shake right afterwards and I slam a shake post meal uh, workout and then I turn around and eat again thirty minutes later. Uh, but other than that. Uh, shakes and bars, a, a big old jug of Optimum Nutrition will last on my refrigerator for you know several months, and that's with me and my girl splitting it. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, you, that's I, honestly that's the other thing. That, and Sal just kind of said it, and I guess I'll just uh, reiterate it again a little bit. Is just that that's the next thing that I tell my clients is that hey, it's uh, your goal is to get this all through regular food. This is like emergency. You know, if we if we can't get it or we're struggling to get the protein up, then you're having a hard time eating the chicken, the you know fish, the whatever other other things that are on your meal plan. You're struggling to get all that protein. Otherwise, so much it's so far more beneficial just, to get it. From it's just the, the the healthy way to approach it. You know, mm-hmm. well, and in this, and I know this, and I don't want to get into the whole um, if it fits your macros debate again because we we've already kind of talked about that. But th- this is going back to that, and it's hard not to point that out because I know that this is why a lot of these questions come out is because you know they don't discuss that, they don't talk about you know with fit your macros. If it fits your macros, fit your macros. It's the yeah. same, you know. Calories, good, calories, yeah, calories, calories, calorie, and not it's true. protein, it's protein. Yeah, no, no, you're. You're Not true. I think your best bet with protein is to have a wide variety. Um, you know, sometimes have beef, sometimes have chicken, sometimes have fish, um, sometimes get it from vegetable vegetable sources. You'll get a wide variety of amino acids, but you'll get all the other benefits um, yeah. from all those different foods. Yeah, I, I always like to kind of rotate it around, mm-hmm. so you're not just constantly, you know, eating the eating same the exact same thing. thing. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Um, we have time for another question, Douglas. Yes, we do. Beautiful. All right. Runs with scissors. Uh, runs is spelled with a Z. With scissors, ask us to review a, the low-fat vegan diets. So, what do we think about low-fat 
vegan diets. Well, uh, I'm already not a fan. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, two of those, two of my favorite things yeah. are missing from uh, that diet. I was going to say, I'm like, uh, this uh, is a foreign language. Yeah, meat, uh, meat, meat and fat low, are my two low favorite things. Well, I no can meet. I could I could kind of get in. Yeah, I could start off with it. Um, vegan eating vegan. If you're smart about it, here's the thing about eating vegan. Like like all diets. However, with vegan, you do need a little bit more um, education and knowledge in terms of what to eat and what not to eat. First and foremost, okay. I know a lot of vegans that eat a shitload of processed food. They buy the freaking tofu, the the tofu burgers and tofu hot dogs and. All these weird. You look at the back of the ingredients, and there's like eight million ingredients, and you've def, you've completely defeated. Well, they need to satiate. Yeah, well, you, you're defeated the purpose of your whole of, of eating vegan to be healthy, mm. um, unless you're eating now. And by the way, I, I want to say this straight up now: if you're vegan because you don't like killing animals, you don't like animals being killed, and you're eating them, I have nothing but the but all the respect in the world for you. I think being able to extend your empathy towards animals to that level. Um, is um, something that I, I, I think is pretty awesome. So I will respect uh, people all day long who eat vegan, especially for those reasons right there. Um, if someone tells me they eat vegan because it's the most healthy way to eat, then I'm going to debate you a little bit. Um, because there are health benefits to eating vegan, but there are some drawbacks to eating vegan. One of which, and she said, low fat is the whole um, fat issue. And you can get saturated fats from you know vegetable sources like coconut and macadamia nut. However... Um, they're not present as easily as they are when you eat meats, and you need those. You need those cholesterols. You need those those saturated fats. They right. they're, they're good for Where you. Where are the saturated fats coming from? Primarily? Well, I've always yeah. had. I don't know about you guys, but that to me, that's the, uh, someone who comes to me and they tell me that they're the, that they're vegan like this. I'm, they're always the hardest person to write a program for yeah. because Ooh. it is. Yeah. It's by hard. the way, how do you know someone's a vegan? Huh? They'll tell they, you right away. Yeah, right away they'll tell you. <laughs> it's like the first thing they say. <laughs> it's like they're really yeah. Hey, I'm so I'm vegan. Well, yeah. that's why I think it's it's hard too to touch on this subject because it is a sensitive subject to have for those that are like hardcore you know mm-hmm. that there it's just it's like anything else this cult like thing because you know what like anything else like sal said there's great benefits this is something actually that i'm actually excited to start implementing into my program that i don't do and i know sal does this and he's the one who's given me the idea i'm i preach all day long about rotating this and and changing up and and confusing the body Uh, one thing i haven't done because i do like meat and fat so much i i would have never thought to do a day or two of this but what a great way to to do that because there are some great benefits to to eating vegan um so and i can handle it for a day or two in the month Mm -hmm. and a a great way to kind of cleanse out well you know what i notice when i do that so when I go vegan, um, so I'll, I'll first of all I'll eat more frequently. And, and for the listeners that know, I typically will eat very infrequently. I'll eat like two meals a day. But when you eat vegan, because the calories tend to be much lower, I, I can't do that. I, I can't load up on a shitload of you know vegetables in one sitting because it's real uncomfortable. So I do tend to eat you know four or five times during that day. Number one, number two, I will notice that I'll feel a little more flat. Like my muscles won't feel as full. Um, however, the day after when I reintroduce meat, I get this like boost, like oh, this bet. anabolic boost. Oh, I bet. Um, now, the, the, the plus side, I, I'll tell you, is I feel my muscles and my joints, my joints especially, feel so loose. They feel so, uh, the inflammation is gone. Oh, wow. And um, a lot of the inflammatory fatty acids are found in animal uh, fats. Uh, arachidonic acid is one of them, for example, which you don't typically find in uh, in vegetables. And so you get this really, um, you get this anti-inflammatory effect. Um, now, I, I'll also add this caveat. Um, some of you guys with gut issues um, probably will not do well on a vegan diet. 
you need those fat soluble vitamins and you know those really really nutrient dense fat soluble uh, foods um, that you'll get from um, you know from animal meats um, or like bone broths and stuff like that. A vegan diet all the time for people with gut issues. In many cases, not all cases, because sometimes gut issues are due to meat. But in the cases where they're not, I would say vegan is probably not the way yeah, uh, to you're, go. You're well, not we, going to see me in a vegan. Diet. So I'm going to I'm going to ask you both <laughs> okay, this. You guys so can have fun with that one. I'm going to ask you both this: if you if you are a healthy individual, you're not allergic to anything, and uh, you're okay with uh, cows being killed. Uh, what what is your opinion on what would you rather would you rather be on yourself or would put a client on? I mean, no. Listen, if you eat vegan because you think it's healthier, uh, vegan is much healthier than the typical American diet. That's not saying much. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. There's a lot of things not yeah, healthier. That, that's not saying much. If you eat a well balanced diet with um, animal fats and proteins, um, you're you're probably going to be better off. You're definitely going to be better off. There's certain nutrients. Look, vegans a lot of them have to supplement with certain nutrients that they can't get from. Um, from vegetables, um, but like I said, there's some that are very smart, and they have, they go out and they really combine. They have to think about it. They have to really think. Uh, it's well thought out what they eat and how they combine their foods. Yeah. Um, as far as protein is concerned, of course, you're not. You know, you can you can supplement with lots of soy protein and stuff. Um, getting it from vegetable sources, your protein intake is going to be well, a little is, bit lower. Is it is it most, if not all, soy GMO? Uh, unless you buy, unless it specifically is organic, non-GMO, you're going to have GMO soy, definitely. Yeah. Um, and it, that you know what? You bring up a great point because mm. of what mm. we're doing to our vegetable sources. People talk about our meat sources all the time. The same crazy shit that they're doing to our meat, yeah. they're doing to vegetables, yeah. if not on a, on a, a higher level because... Um, for example, it's illegal to uh, inject certain things into cows nowadays, but they don't have those laws when it comes to um, you know certain pesticides and stuff that they're spraying all over your, your GMO plant. So and it's all um, about the presentation at the end of the day. What it it is. looks like in the supermarket. It is. Yeah. So they're they're fucking with your with your vegetables too. Oh yeah, Bro- broccoli does not naturally come the size of your fucking noggin. That's not natural. <laughs> no, <laughs> a head of broccoli is not is not the size of the size of your noggin. You ever grow things in your backyard and yeah, then you look at them, you're like, that doesn't look pretty like the one yeah, in the grocery store tiny i bought some strawberries the other day they were the side of size of apples dude yeah. <laughs> like, i can't believe we've gotten to this level dude. yeah no oh, yeah. no so but but there are some health benefits definitely some health benefits uh, to eating vegan it, it will promote certain gut flora um it will um replenish certain enzymes i think if you unless you have an issue with um animals again you know killing animals and eating them if it's for health purposes You'd be better off rotating. You'd be you you would be better off eating things like fish and uh, you know animal meats and proteins and fats, and having a well thought out balanced diet. So I don't know if you guys want to add anything to that at all, Justin. You're not going to go vegan, huh? No way, dude. <laughs> Love me some meat. Sorry, everybody. Perfect. All right. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.